Hey, welcome to Seize Backstage, your all-access pass to everything you need to know to design, produce, and inspire your next event. I'm your host, Troy Peters, Seize Productions' very own Chief Experience Officer, here to guide you through the world of live event production. Remember to subscribe to the podcast at seizepro.com slash backstage or wherever you get your favorite podcast so you too can get backstage and learn all the secrets. On today's podcast, we're joined by Ben Lockwood, CTS, Director of Client Relations at Warp Speed Technologies. Warp Speed Technologies is a company that I've partnered with for many years and look forward to having C's partner with here uh, on some projects that we're working on for 24. And uh, you guys have been on the leading edge of presentation management, content, uh, capturing content, and now you're even branching into some of your own AV and full production. So... And you're doing this across the country. And um, let's talk a little bit about how you got into this. We kind of came from the same world where we both worked for an association um, in Washington State for many years and kind of just realized how much we loved the production side and then got back into the production side. But tell us a little bit about your story, how you got involved with Warp Speed, and then we'll get into what Warp Speed does. Okay, sure. Yeah. And thank you for having me. Uh, This is great. Um, Yeah, we... Similar backgrounds in working for the association side. Um, that's before Warp Speed, I did that for just over a decade. Um, and most of that time was being kind of the go-between between the uh, the staff of the society and the AV company. So I learned what needed to be, or what the people wanted for this room, this event, this whatever, take that to the AV company, mm-hmm. come back, we're like, this is going to cost this. We only want to pay this much, you know. It was yeah, yeah. Really, or being what the is man. this? I don't know yeah. what a XLR, <laughs> right. you know, whatever this is. Yes, why exactly. is it? Why is it one hundred and twenty-five dollars? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you want a mic, you're going to also need this piece of equipment and this right. and that. Like it's not, uh, it's not just simple. But um, yeah, I just I really got to enjoy working with the AV crew and uh, learning more about the gear and playing with the gear as much mm-hmm. as I could. Most of the time, I had to watch other people set stuff up and right and do all that. And I just I wanted to be a lot more hands on. Uh, with it and um, really I felt more comfortable uh, being the one uh, on the customer service side I guess rather than demanding what I wanted for different things it just it's more comfortable for me to be the one to provide that right so I liked that idea of the, you like providing the that and giving yes, and you know like, helping oh. find the solutions right exactly let me see how I can solve your problem and yeah and find a creative way to do this so I think it was, it was very similar, and I loved you know the, the time that I spent um, with that association with you there, and kind of like we worked together to sort of build that you know speaker ready room and and manage our AV company that was kind of coming in um, to support us, and I think that was it was very similar where it was like you know I really loved this I loved the you know in 2010 I think we we designed this experience with the laser and created this welcome reception and oh, we yes. did it again the yeah. 3D one and and really cuz those were the things that were founded through this association and and really kind of developed through the association so being a part of that like like you know being able to like come up with an idea but then have somebody else facilitate it for you, I did feel like I was missing something. Whereas, like, I want to be the one facilitating instead of, like, here's our idea. You guys go build it and then bring it back to us. I've really enjoyed being the one that, you know, either presents an idea or then, you know, here's an idea. And it's like, oh, okay, this is how we're going to do it, right? We're working on a project right now where a client wants to create the northern lights on the top of a skyscraper. And so it's like, well, how do we do that? How do we make an event that's outdoors look like it's on top of a skyscraper or look like the Northern Lights? Right. And so just to have that like nugget of an idea and then sort of be on the 
production side now and come up with figuring out how to do it. We're going to do these vapor flame cannons that shoot water vapor into the air and then project this northern light sort of array through it. Uh, very Disney-esque kind of style. Yeah, that's great. But it's super cool to come up with those solutions, right? So um, tell us a little bit about Warp Speed. I love, like, you you land on your on your homepage. I was just looking at your website today, and, and I love that you've got the slogan there, the art of AV and the science of cutting-edge software, the art of AV with the science of cutting-edge software. Yes. So explain yeah. a little bit more about that, and then let's talk about, like, what that sort of that mission or that, that, that slogan means, and then let's talk about what it is you guys do. Sure. Uh, so one of the things that uh, I'll start with saying one of the things that attracted me most to uh, Warp Speed was the size of the company. I mean, the association, couple hundred employees, uh, if you had an idea or wanted to make a change, it was to the ad hoc committee, to the subcommittee, to the main committee, to, you know, a couple years later, maybe it happened. Right. Uh, and uh, Warp Speed, when I joined, it was three and a half people working there. And, like, if I had an idea, like, okay, sure, let's do that tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, or let's see if we can make this change. And... Uh, we're still able to do that, I think, uh, because what sets us apart is the focus on software. So when, uh, when a client has something they need to change or add or whatever, we look at the software first. Uh, we've had one where like, usually we record content and audio, and then sometimes mm -hmm. they want video, and they're like, well, we'll just send a video feed to this laptop, and then we'll record the other stuff here. And I was like, no, we'll do it all on one laptop. We'll right. find a way, and then we only need one piece of equipment in there. We only need to charge for this one setup, and we can... Yeah. We can make it happen. And doing overflow rooms, it was a, well, what if we try? That was a request that I put to uh, Warp Speed one time, and they'd never done it before. And they're like, all right, well, let's see if we can just make this happen. But yeah. Yeah, the the software <laughs> solutions, uh, I think, is uh, what makes us a little special. Yeah, there. I totally agree. And having worked with you guys on many times and, and, and sat on calls with clients where clients were asking, like, how can we can we instantly stream this to another room? Um, I think I remember where it was like, well, we, we can't, but we can figure it out. It was always like a, it was never a can't. It was always a, you know what, let's figure this out. Right. And it was like, like, that's such a great approach to take where you're just not saying, no, 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 we don't fit that mold. That's not how you fit with us. You're very adaptable and nimble, like you're saying, mm -hmm. by, by being a bit of a smaller, you know, team that, that can be like, okay, yeah, let's figure out how to do that. Right. Like that is, that's such a great model. Yeah. I think it started with, um, with the presentation management side and just accepting presentations. So we, we have a Mac based system that's also running windows because we want to accept everybody's files as they are. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so whether they're using Keynote or PowerPoint or right. PDF or... PDF, Prezi, Google Slides, right. all of that uh, we can take in. Uh, where a lot of them, you know, you, it needs to be a PDF. Right. If it was a Mac file ahead of time, you know, or something like that. Or they need two machines in the room or something. But we're, yeah, just trying to make everything except for Linux work. Right. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, the penguin. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about what you guys do. So part of it is presentation management. So let's talk. start there. Mm -hmm. So the presentation management that I've used with you guys is where you've created an FTP site where people can upload their, their talks, and then you are on site, and you distribute them to the breakout rooms or to the keynote session or whatever. But then you also have usually a place you can upload on site or, or test your program, a speaker-ready room. So talk a little bit about that process, and then we'll talk uh, a little bit more about the capture side. Sure. Yeah. So for clients who want it, we'll create a site ahead of time and then presenters can upload uh, at their whimsy uh, okay. and we'll collect all of those presentations, usually turn it off the day before uh, we'll open up on site. Um, that way, those presentations that we have, we can throw into the system on setup day and then we'll have 
you know, however many laptops we need and speaker ready for people to upload. Um, and that's also just a uh, come and use yourself system. Right. Um, I mean, I've done shows where I have six upload machines and it's just me sitting in there because yep. attendees walk in, use it themselves and, and yeah. take off and, you know, help when needed. But it's a pretty good. Uh, um, it's very uh, self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Intuitive. Intuitive. For the you. most part. Yeah. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and then even on site, I know you guys have like this button where it's like you click your file or you just hit start now if you're in the session. Right. And. Yeah, it's so, very easy to use. Yes, when you get into the room to display your presentation, it's just a big gray square on the screen that has thumbnails of all the presentations mm-hmm. that you need. So you double-click yours. The action of opening up that file is what starts the recording. Okay. Uh, and then when you hit the refresh button to end it, that clips the recording. And Got then it. someone else opens a presentation, and we're on to the new one. So when we're clipping files at the end, we're dealing with a bunch of individual files instead of an eight-hour Right, of just everything that was recorded exactly. that day in that room. Yes. You've kind of got everything part- partitioned. And up. they're all named after the file name, so then it's just topping and tailing and maybe tweaking some audio. But uh, And it's brilliant because you guys can turn things around so that you can get this content. So if you've recorded something on Monday morning that's clipped, and how quick is it to get that onto then maybe a content library or – if you say you had like this this presentation that was blown out and there was no more room in the room and you wanted to just pull that record and then play it in another room so people could watch it later on in the day, what's your turnaround time look like from record to being able yeah. to re-release? Sure, and that's definitely happened before. Yeah. We're, we'll just get a note from the client. Can you just give me this one? You know, and Right. Pull depending how long the, the recording is, if we need to export, you know, there's just no rushing that process. But mm-hmm. uh, I would say usually an hour or so we could have it turned around. Okay. Um, we have a separate system. Uh, it's called Breakout that we use for virtual and hybrid events uh, for uh, audience where we're streaming everything out to. And those, right. since it's streaming, we just go and set the start and end time uh, of that recording, and then it's ready to go Wow! right then. So it's pretty instantaneous. Uh, hmm. We can host libraries on there as well. So if the client wanted it for all of that, it would just be ready to go immediately. Got it. How customizable is the platform? I, you know, you always hear about people that are afraid if, if, if a company or a trade association or something is, has a website that has their registration and all those things, and then you've got to drive people to another website to upload. Um, do you guys, can you plug it into a, a, a client's website, or is that a standalone? How customizable is it? So people can see it obviously looks like your show. Um, tell, talk through a little bit of that. Yeah, so the the upload site you're saying? Yep. Yeah. Um, that will put the branding on it for the client. Um, okay. It's going to live on our site, but we can we have some play with the, what the link will be. and Got it. Uh, Embedded and, into a speaker content, a speaker know before you go. Right, kind yes, of, exactly, into yeah, that kind of page. Here's the button you click to load your thing. It just takes them to your yeah. site. So and then no. you'll, yeah, you'll go there and you'll see, you know, whatever the association is, uploads and the name of that meeting. and Okay. Uh, and it's pretty simple to walk through that as well got it very cool how what are the what are the things like when if i was a client that's thinking about capturing and wanting to start create a content library which we're hearing more and more people want to capture breakouts they want to capture keynote sessions and then host it somewhere down the road if i'm on the fence as a client and i'm thinking about okay maybe this is something i want to really get into what are some of the things you've seen other clients do to kind of justify doing this or some best practices that they've been able to capture content and then re-release it. Either they host it on their own library or host it on a Vimeo channel or 
whatever that looks like. What are some what are some guides you could you could share? Yeah, I I would say I'm definitely seeing it a lot more um, in the last yeah. yeah. Definitely post-pandemic, even in the last like seven, eight years, it's just become a lot more prevalent uh, mm-hmm. out there. Um, and uh, I mean, there are all sorts of digital libraries or university libraries that will buy that content. I mean, there's a way to monetize what you've captured. Oh, and, fantastic. So it doesn't necessarily just have to be your proprietary, or it's your proprietary, but it doesn't have to be on your own site. You could sell this to somebody that has a library of related content. Right. And- yeah, because there are all sorts of students everywhere who are looking up stuff for, you know, information right. for papers and wanting research and, oh, I can watch this paper, you hmm. know, when it was presented. And, and then in 20 minutes, I get the idea of it. And then I can go read the full paper if I want to, you know, right. it's also hosted somewhere. But, gotcha. Um, yeah, there's definitely a, definitely a good way to use it. Do you think, is there more value in, and I've used you guys for both of these scenarios where it's just been capturing the slides and the audio, and you've also done where we've done slides and video and audio. Do you think one is better than the other? What, what, how do you navigate that? Uh, well, we will always do whatever the client is asking for. Um, the, I would say it's probably better um, to see the presenter while giving it. I think it offers a little bit more. Sure. I think the difficulty there is presenters like to walk around. their different heights. They're, I mean, right. you need to factor in so many things with the camera. Yeah. Uh, so for ease, audio and content pretty simple and pretty straightforward uh, mm-hmm. presenter can walk around as long as they have a mic on we're still getting everything that we need yeah um what about venue needs what about when you're working with a venue say i want to go in and i've got 20 breakout rooms i want to capture everything from those rooms i also want to use you guys for um, content management presentation management so sending from a central source out to each of those rooms what do i need as a um, event planner what should i be talking to my venue about Obviously, internet is something you need, but give us a little more specifics. Yeah, we well, internet, we could use or we could bring our own um, and and bridge that in. What we prefer is a a VLAN, a dry VLAN system doesn't need to have internet on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that just, if there's a drop in each room and in speaker ready, then we have connectivity to everything. Got it. but sometimes so you don't necessarily need internet in every single room. You just need a way to get the signal from your server, basically, yes. to those rooms. And that can just be, and when we say VLAN, for those that don't know, it's just basically a wire that goes from this room to that room. Yeah, so it creates a network Driving where we can then network. talk to every uh, every laptop okay. and all the rooms and send content. Now, we've definitely worked with facilities where whoever the in-house uh, IT company is, it's you know, 600 to 900 a drop. Right. Uh, in rooms. Yeah. And then we we work with the client and say, okay, well, we have a couple other ways that we can do it uh, where we can just go without all of these drops. Or we need three drops, mm-hmm. and then we'll find a way to wirelessly get these rooms to talk to each other. Yep. Uh, it was just another creative solution uh, right. that we do. I mean, I did one uh, where we used none at all because it was just so expensive. And I was like, all right, I think we'll figure out a different way. Uh, we'll charge a little bit for setting up our own network in there, but it's yeah. going to be 10,000 less than right. this company I won't name uh, would charge. Yes, yeah. Um, uh, what we used to call sneaker net, where you <laughs> run around with a USB drive wearing sneakers, there, yes. plug it into each machine. Yeah. Well, like thankfully, it's... we're away from those days. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, are you guys doing anything with in the digital signage world? Like, th- since you're kind of there already, are you streaming to, like, kiosks or anything like that? Are you seeing clients do anything... On that um, level? Yeah. What uh, Another thing that works well with uh, Breakout, because it'll be streaming 
uh, all of the rooms uh, at once is we can pull that up on any website or not any uh, website, but anything any that has internet. That has yes, internet, so right. pull up that page and then just double click on a room and then we're showing that room. Okay. So we can do overflow to a a screen to a you know a digital sign a mobile to a device whatever to a mobile device. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've watched things that way. Uh, yeah. Myself when I need to check on it. Yeah. One of my favorite things has been I was at a conference a while ago and it was like there was some sessions that were super early, but I was interested in it, but I didn't want to like make the walk in the middle of summer across Las Vegas that early in the morning. Oh yeah. But then I found I could watch them live, and so I just put it on my phone and went to, you know, went to the gym or had a coffee in my room and caught up on emails and then went to the conference. It's just such a great, I mean, we really want to provide opportunities to learn in our most comfortable way. And some people don't want to be in a room that's filled with 5,000 people. We're nervous about that exposure or whatever, whatever your reason is, or, or um, just accessibility, right? If, if somebody's not able to travel or whatever it is, right. that they can still get that sort of, that value of seeing and maybe they're not there they're not able to do the networking but they're at least getting the value of the courses that are being presented and whatnot yes yeah and there are always uh just international issues with people who like were planning on coming and then suddenly they couldn't make it right so yeah having a way for them to still watch uh it'll also uh, we can add captioning into it so if someone's watching they'll have that feature okay. as well um which yeah for some people is super helpful that's awesome very cool. Um, if you were looking to, what, what's a timeline take to, to do something where if we want to capture a dozen breakout rooms, what sort of timeline does Warp Speed need to, to get a client to come on board and, okay, this is what we're going to need from you, and then how, how long does that, that time take? Um, it, yeah, like a, a shortest case scenario, I would say, I mean, a we could probably do it with a couple of weeks of lead time. Okay. Um, but ideally, as as, what do but, we think? Yeah, a few months would be great. Yeah. Uh, so that we can plan, make sure we have the guys and you know, or technicians to go out and do it, make sure our gear's not promised elsewhere. Yep. Um, all of that. Uh, do you recommend yeah. doing a site visit that one of your team goes on that site visit? or? We, we like to do that. Uh, it's not necessary. Uh, usually if we can see a floor plan, Right. Uh, we can get an idea. See where physically things are laid out. And, right. Yeah. Exactly. If it's a scenario, um, again, where like the drops are super expensive and we want to wirelessly connect, we mm -hmm. need to know where the air walls are versus the you know, like Hard concrete walls, walls yeah. that we're not going to be able to get through. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, on site, what are your what's your team look like? You guys have somebody. You said that even you've just managed it yourself, but uh, what do you typically? How do you manage the on site? Yeah, it really depends. Um, how many breakouts we have going? I mean, it's a AV, right? It's the size of the event is going to determine uh, how many people. But right. um, our largest event is about four thousand presentations, you know, sixty breakouts, and we'll bring ten or eleven people, okay. something like that. Um, yeah, as we're getting into doing some AV now, if it's a, a uh, an event where we're doing AV and presentation management. All of the AV team also knows our system. So then we dual can, purpose and exactly, roles. Exactly. Yeah, we can go a little bit lighter on speaker-ready technicians because we won't have to run to a room to fix anything. We right. have people out there already who just who know how to yeah. handle it. Yeah. Uh -huh. Very cool. Um, the last thing is, you know, we capture all this information. You've got all this thing as a client, and then you've got to put it somewhere. What do you recommend for, you know, some 
some clients, some associations have their own library in-house where they've got everything hosted off a, a server based somewhere that they, you know people can go and, and pull information from or watch videos from. What do you recommend for somebody? Maybe we're just starting to get into this. We want to try capturing for the first time. What do you what do you suggest? Do they create a YouTube page? Do they what do you some guidelines uh, there? Yeah, uh, there, all of that stuff is out there. There are simple ways to do it. Um, YouTube, Vimeo. Uh, if you're just getting into it, creating your own is probably a, a tougher ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you know something like our breakout system could work. You know, where you guys can host. Yeah, as well. the library is here. We can host it. Uh, it's ready for you. But okay. Um, yeah, I've seen many clients just go at it on their own. It gets a little, it's a little scrappy that way, I yeah. guess, but I don't yeah. know, there's something to appreciate in that too. Sure. Yeah. So we learn, right? Yeah. Uh, that makes me think of what about transcripts? So you guys do, can you pull a transcript from a recording so that then you've got some searchability as well? Yes. Yeah. That's uh, exactly how it is in breakout. Oh, that's um, fantastic. So if it's hosted there, it's yeah. How the transcript, you can search by keywords. Gotcha. And that. Yeah. So if I'm looking for, you know, I'm working for the, Traffic Safety Services Association or something, and it's like, I want to learn about guardrails, or I want to learn about, you punch in the word guardrail, it'll pull up every talk that's got the word guardrail in it. Yeah, that is actually the most searched word (laughs) in our system now. Guardrail. (laughs) Yes, I believe it. Awesome. Well, Ben, let's, let's do one more question. What do you think is the future of this? Where do you think we're heading with capturing content and anything you'd like to see or anything you'd like clients to know about? to A, make your life easier, but also maybe everything's, we're always trying to elevate. What's next? Yeah, I'm actually glad you you asked that. Um, yeah. Because there was one other thing that I meant to mention when I came in today and I totally forgot about it. Um, but we're working on uh, essentially turning it, the upload system into an app now that can um, be running throughout the meeting. Hmm. So you don't need to go to speaker ready to upload your presentation. The website is live the whole time and it'll be sent to where it needs to go. Um, really? Or it's something that, we can just hand to an AV company to use, and then maybe we just send one guy for a full event because everything is just kind of handled in the background. Right. Um, yeah, we're we're pretty excited about it. We have a great developer working on it now, and every little thing that he's showing us, we're like, yes, that looks great. That looks great. Very cool. So, yeah, Very we're cool. super excited. Um, then you become truly mobile, truly right. platform independent, and yeah. Yep. Huh. Yeah, Very that's the cool. idea behind it. I love that. Well, anything else that you want to add? No, I think I'm good. All right. Yeah. How can people get in touch with you if, if somebody wants to know more? I love that, you know, we sort of share that, that same world of where we were and we've been involved with Infocom and still are involved with Infocom or Avixa now, mm-hmm. um, audiovisual, inf- the auto- audiovisual integration and experience association. Well, that's the one. Um, but, um, You've always been an open book. People can just reach out and ask you questions to maybe learn more about that. How do people get a hold of you if they want to ask something? Yeah, sure. Uh, warpspeedtech.com. You'll see our whole team. Uh, contact info there. Uh, ben at warpspeedtech.com uh, is me. And yes, I I enjoy talking with customers, clients, potential clients, or people just interested. And sometimes I will say, you know what? I have a good company that would actually work better for you. You know, yeah. uh, if the... Yeah, if it's just something that's out of our wheelhouse or yep. whatever. But yeah, I, we're we're big believers in that here too at Seas yeah. Productions, where it's like, look, we could do this, but somebody's going to be able to do this better. I mean, that's that's the reason we aren't into the the content capture side that you are to the level that you guys are. 
because you guys do it so well. So when we've got a client that's like, we got to record these breakout rooms or, or do some sort of presentation management, you guys are the go-to for us. So yeah. yeah. Well, likewise, I'll be like, well, I don't know, but I'll call Troy. Right. And he knows somebody. Yeah, totally. Well, Ben, thank you very much for being on our podcast. Uh, this has been Ben Lockwood, Director of Client Relations at Warp Speed Technologies. Um, thanks again for watching Seas Backstage. This is your all-access pass to everything you need to know to design, produce, and inspire your next event. Remember to subscribe to the podcast at seaspro.com slash backstage or wherever you get your favorite podcasts so you too can get backstage. Thanks again, Ben. It's yeah, fun thanks, having Troy. you out. <laughs> Appreciate it.